Oh, that's it. Yep. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to fly it. And a little soul's trying to jump out of her body. Uh, hello, welcome to uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. episode 12 of Perception Issues. Um, it's all going on here. What's happening, Annabelle? I've got hiccups. Is that what that is? What, what else is it? <laughs> <laughs> They're very severe. You're supposed to at least give some sort of sympathy. You're It'll not be just over soon. In my face. I don't know what else to do. You're, you're, do, you're doing very well. It's lasted yeah, a long say, time. Childbirth. Oh, I know. I'm just going back to that place. <laughs> you just say the same thing. Yeah. You're doing very well. You're doing very well. There's absolutely nothing I can do to help you right now, apart from hold your hand and say good job. I don't think I wanted you to hold my hand. I was. I didn't want to hold your hand. I was quite intimidated. Um, what's happening? Um, well, we're we're here. It's been a while. It's been three weeks, I believe. Oh, has it? Yeah, we really dropped the ball. Well, it's been pretty busy. Well, not really. Well, it's been tiring more than it has been busy. We had a, an ill child. Yeah, sickness we had, interfered. We had an ill... You got sick. Bigger child. Yeah. I started a new job. Yeah. It's just been a bit... A bit touch and go. Yeah. Slightly chaotic... But we're okay. And there's some eggs boiling in the background. That's what that is. It's not... Because mental load, I'm always having to think not only about today, but also what will the child eat tomorrow? What will the child eat tomorrow? put the eggs on in the background. We'll talk about mental load another day. She'll eat three days worth of chicken. She did. Well, this was... See, I planned it out and then she ate everything in one day. So there we go. Anyway, we're not here to talk about her diet. What are we talking about? Thought we'd uh, continue on from our last chat three weeks ago um which was about social media oh thank you in case you'd forgotten i had clearly you had and you were talking about how it's going to be the demise of us all oh yeah yeah and i i thought that part of that or like to me a large part of that and a large part of the the danger zone that we're in now comes from the abundance of nostalgia and the growth and acceptance of nostalgia as a a part of our present yes so i thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that but because it, it seems to be everywhere it's in politics it's in pop culture it's in film and television everybody seems to want a piece of yesterday but then is it really is it dangerous is nostalgia a good thing can it be a good thing? I mean, <clears throat> somebody who works in, look, you know, people coming up with content ideas on a daily basis, you can almost always guarantee that anytime you do a nostalgia piece of content, it'll get high visits. Yep. So no, the, the 90s trends that you'd wished you'd forgotten or remember all of these famous couples that used to exist. Oh, you would click on that. You can't help it. You're like, oh, remember when Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow oh, had the same haircut? That's the exact one I was thinking of. There it is. Yeah, David Beckham and Victoria Beckham back in the day when they were On Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears in matching denim. Oh, Johnny Depp you kind and of, you like You like to chat about those things. Yeah. But where does it start to go wrong? So I thought we'd break it down into sort of... Break it down for me, come on. Three three sections i guess i'm not a very nostalgic person so <clears throat> you're not that's true but section one 
Um, film and television. Yes. So there's there's the remake culture. Yep. Predominantly lucrative. Because it's lucrative. Reboot. But when you say look at Star Wars, it's generally been critically. What's the opposite of acclaimed? Uh, you would say panned, I guess. Well, critically not panned? I don't think it's not it, even critically panned. Just panned. It's, well, it's not even gone that <clears throat> well. Yeah, if you're what are you talking about the the original originals? No, 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 the recent ones. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess the thing. No is Jar Jar. That, yeah. But the people who have been very vocal been about different. how much they've hated the recent ones and how it's not lived up to expectation and what have they done with Hans and blah blah blah. Hans? <laughs> <laughs> is it the Die Hard crossover? Yeah. Hans. Somewhere. Hans. No, it's uh, Frozen. That's what oh, it is. No. It's in my head. Uh, Hans. Sorry. Sorry, Hans. Um, Hans. They were also the people that were demanding it or who, were ex- who would have been the first people to go and who would have been really excited about it and reading every Easter egg and trailer and yep. everything else that was coming up. And then when they get there, they're disappointed. It would never have lived up to expectation. Which, is that true of nostalgia in general? So nostalgia is something that you want, but if you ever get it, it's never going to be there. It's never going to... That was some very poor English. If you get it, it's not going to be there. <laughs> it can never be what you want it to be if you actually get it. Well, that's the thing. It, it's incredibly difficult. So when did it tip over from something that you can be nostalgic about, 90s power couples, into something that has been a legitimate reason to change things in the real world or make new movies or make giant political statements based pretty much purely on nostalgia how did that happen mm. while you think about that I'm going to switch the eggs off you switch the eggs off and I will ruminate over here by myself and try and cover this bit of um, space uh, it's well I'm back there's a lot to go out there though isn't it what, the way I see it there's just actually this is probably not the right time to bring this up but there's just a continual cycle of new layers being added. There's a computer game. What's it called? I can't remember. Where you you just play this big like ball thing that rolls around, adding things to it, and you get bigger and bigger. Oh and bigger. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like you used the, it to try and get bigger in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's like the night in the nineties, people were nostalgic for the seventies. Now here we are. 20 I think years you'll later. find that we're back nostalgic. Well, for yeah. The 70s I mean again. the seventies, but the, my, my point's going to be is that yeah, people like now people are nostalgic Flares for. Are back. Remember how I keep exactly, telling you? This is my back. point. People are nostalgic for the '90s, but they're also nostalgic for the '70s still. So it's like there's a layer. Everyone, there's, so it just keeps on going, and these layers and layers keep getting built up and built up, and it just becomes, um, and it's accelerated by the internet and population, and it's just going to get worse. But yeah, nostalgia, you can't get stuck on it because if, like you said, I think. People get nostalgic for a time and a place, but that time and place doesn't exist anymore, and the you that was in that time and the place doesn't exist anymore. So that's yeah. I think that's something I read on. Have you seen the, the conversation? I think I've brought this up before. It's, it's yeah. like a site purely written on by academics. Yeah. Um, and somebody wrote on there like we fetishize we I can't say that word fetishize. That's the one. What once made us happy, but we neglect to understand that in changed circumstances the thing for which we long will no longer fit and indeed could even hurt us 
perception issues. That's what perception one of the things. Perception issues. One of the things Nostalgia we're talking about is perception well, issues. It is, yeah, because we're talking about how we changed. We've changed, and like going to the TV and film stuff. That's what it it, it worries me a bit that I'm going to go but, back and watch something and be like, oh, I don't actually like this anymore because. So what I find interesting about this, and I guess actually the where where I, my thinking on this, which I found so fascinating, came from, is how is it that things that are seemingly nostalgic for say the 80s are popular with people who were born in the 90s and later hmm. so, it's like a phantom nostalgia but they can't there's not even nostalgia because they've got yeah. absolutely no barometer well, so like yeah. things like stranger things and um sex education are all based around like all of the costume design and the set is all very 80s but nobody has any yeah. reference to that who's watching it like the majority of the target audience has not was never part of the 80s so how do you how does that nostalgia how has that nostalgia become so prevalent it's, it's just this it's a style isn't it i guess i'm or people are aware of they would have they would have come into contact with elements of that bits of the music and the look and stuff and then it's all brought together in this package but then I feel like even like the millennials or Gen Z are subject to this acceptance that nostalgia is a good thing much much more than so when we were in our 20s we weren't being nostalgic about the 60s unless you count grooves in your heart but yeah I guess there's a thing like there's there was like a watershed though wasn't it like we're talking about pre-internet post-internet i think a lot of people like nostalgia is much harder for what the the memory of pre-internet whether you lived it or not because it's like everyone kind of well you talk about nostalgia i think a lot of people nostalgic because they are really unhappy and life is too much and that everything just seems simpler back then and more black and white and easier and like that's what trump did he's weaponized it basically with make America great again what's so good about that is he never ever says when America was great well that's the thing and most people just sort of think oh it's the 50s but was it was it was it so is nostalgia has nostalgia become so powerful because we have become too advanced for our for ourselves like in the same way that we say uh, laws can't keep up with our technology we ourselves can't keep up with our own technology so we try and focus on a simpler time to make ourselves feel better I, th- I think there's something in that I think that people have said you know as humans we cannot handle we cannot compute what we've created in the internet and the way that we communicate and the amount of pressure we put on ourselves and that is getting worse like social media like oh there you go <laughs> that bastard but yeah, that's like nostalgic for a time without social media, so you don't have to worry about that kind of pressure which is put on yourself if you want to participate. Essentially, um, I don't. It's always existed, though. I've been nostalgic for the '30s since I was born. That's true. You've never. You've always wished you were there. But that's so nostalgia. So where I always get torn, and in my mind the world revolves around me so therefore nostalgia can clearly be defined in the UK as 
before I left the UK and after I left the UK. Okay. So 2012 was the peak of good nostalgia. Yep. The Olympics, that opening ceremony. Well, we watched that again the other week. Everyone, exactly. We were tears. nostalgic for the for 2012, which was nostalgic for the flipping Industrial Revolution. And everyone, and it was the royal wedding the year before, and everyone was like, "Yay, Britain!" It was all very lovely, and that almost to me felt like it peaked, and then it all started to go downhill again. And well, yeah, it was the peak of like good nostalgia, which turned into dangerous nostalgia. So yeah. when is it got? When is it good? And how do you stop it? Because nostalgia feels inherently like it's something that we all want. But how do you stop it becoming bad? Which is my second point, which is more around the politics. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't become bad. But because you've said it several times, you felt like that. Like the way that people felt, like being in London in 2012, like when the Olympics was on, was the nicest that London's ever felt. I was only there for three years. You were there for a lot longer and you said the same thing. And just in the UK in general, I guess. And then people just start to think, and like you said, with the Royal Wedding, oh, this is what it used to be like. This is what it's all about. And then that becomes part of the messaging with regards to Brexit or make America make great again, that and that shit. And it shouldn't be that. Like people, I don't know, like you've got, if you saw someone in a pub, like, and the guy's like, oh, well, you know, we should just go back to the way it was. You know, we had an empire. Why can't we have an empire again? It's just, it's because we killed lots of people to take their land. <laughs> Let's think about what happened did there. A lot of bad stuff, mate. Let's not talk about what we did to India. It wasn't, it wasn't a jolly time for everyone involved. No. Um, yeah, it's, that's, that's, yeah, people have got to, there's got to be, it's almost like a mental illness. It's become like nostalgia. There should be an understanding there that, and, and, sort of recognising it is in the past you can't go back there and you shouldn't really want to want to because that's not how life works although I want to go back to 2012 yeah what a happy London that was, it was a happy I want to live in a John Hughes movie that's my dream it always has been I'm more comfortable with the 80s fashion than I am with the current fashion Give me a baggy, man-cut, shoulder-padded blazer any day of the week. Well, I guess that's managing nostalgia then, isn't it? It's bringing it into your everyday life to kind of maybe sate those nostalgic pangs you have. Maybe that's something that we should be doing. Maybe because everyone feels like they have to be the same. They have to be in the same... Like, um, I can't remember the kid, but there's a kid in Brighton who's like 20 and he has for his whole life hated modern clothes so he taught himself to tailor and design and sew his own like a variety of different eras but like the victorian era clothes so he always wears like breeches and a hat and never he says it hasn't worn jeans since he was about 15 or something maybe we should be having more people like that more kind of the time how does how does an era get defined Mm. what's the solution here because nostalgia is basically looking back and forgetting all the bad stuff well yeah exactly that, that, that <laughs> you know what goes through my head whenever I see what, if I see a period drama I think now and people are like oh they wore such lovely dresses and things like that the first thing that goes to my head is it must have fucking stunk <laughs> just imagine what that person's breath is like it's just that sort of that dress probably hasn't been washed in God knows how long. Think how it smells. 
And people, that's what it is. It's well, like you, the sewage in London. Well, that's it. Yeah, people don't think of. They see things like that. It becomes that sort of. I mean, of I don't think anybody ever wants to go back to. Well, not that, that far. Usually, but, it's it's more of a twee time, isn't it? I know, but then yeah. when women were housewives and did the dishes and cooked the dinner. Yeah, well, as I've just done. <laughs> Jolly good, good job, thank you. Thanks very much. Just saying, yet. Yeah. So, how do we enjoy nostalgia and not end up? A victim of nostalgia. You've got to be grateful for what you once had. Um, so rather- should... Can you name a remake or a sequel? Oh, here we go. Blade Runner 2049. Yep. Made on the back of nostalgia. But worthy in its own right. Probably one of the few. Well, um, it's an interesting take because... I guess they the story itself had to be good it had to be it had to stand alone by itself but it would never have, would that film have been made well blah, blah, blah. It obviously it's coming off the back of a film from the 80s it would never have been made if people weren't nostalgic about the film from the 80s well, that's true and then it absolutely bombed so what's that all about people have been saying they wanted to, they you know they love Blade Runner or, or people are adverse to the fact that it's a sequel I, I don't know but I prefer the second one to the first one. I didn't realise it had bombed. I thought it was okay. It didn't do very well at all. Oh. Uh, yeah, box office. So has there been a sequel or a remake that has been worthy? Which has been successful. Well, successful and critically acclaimed. Because I guess Blade Runner 2049 was critically acclaimed, but not successful. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone that I've spoken to who watched it liked it to some extent so so it's been both commercially and critically successful wasn't and that you personally deem good yeah has there been one Mm, I'm trying to think there's probably a no if you can't think of it well nothing off the top of your head nothing's like popping straight into my head so should we not I mean we know that they make them because it's cheaper to make something that you know is going to make money than it is to take a risk on something new I'm just there must be some I mean all of what's come to my head though are ones which made me angry like nostalgia I love Transformers as a kid but I went to the cinema and watched the first Michael Bay Transformers with another with a bunch of people who also love Transformers as a kid came out and some of those people were saying that's one of the best films I've ever seen and I was just kind of seething. It's like, well, that's your default natural state. <laughs> Maybe that's that's helped me come to this conclusion that like I I don't I'm not a nostalgic person. You should leave stuff alone and move on. But like that, we're trying. So like, um, how about things like um, you've got Greta Gerwig's. Lethal, lethal, lethal women. Lethal women. That is there's that gap in the market there, guys. Um, little women has been made umpteen times. Her, you know, I like her stuff. It has a good cast. I'll probably watch it. I could tell you the story, yeah, back to front already. 
is that a worthwhile exercise? Well, like with that, you could say, did the original have a big enough fan base? But also, if it's a unique enough telling of that story, I think so. But it, is it being made only because of nostalgia? Or is it being made, is there something, I don't know, can you say that that's a, a creative person trying to give us the same story, to ch- tell the same story in a different way? Is that still nostalgia? Because I'm, my tendency is because I like her and I like her cast, I will default hate it less. Yeah. But it's still really just another remake of something that's been made many times before. Yeah, I don't know if that's nostalgia. Like, is that same same sensation the sensation that has led to the people that we have in power being in power? because <laughs> I just feel that it's all the same sensation somewhere like the number of endless remakes the fact that there's so many Marvel films is just because they know that now that they can just churn them out and it will work and that is like in a sense due to nostalgia and like what was what did people like where did the comic book industry grow from although admittedly it had to like win new people over but there's no that's the same sensation stick to what you know stick to what's safe yearn for a time gone by i suppose i guess marvel had to establish that really yeah so in the in the initial 10 years ago yes now there's just it's gone crazy yeah i'm not gonna get into discussion that's yeah a different i think like i would say something to keep an eye on would be harry potter so I think that that's has, going to get remade, isn't that, it? That will get remade. That has got a big enough fan base, and that is so deeply entrenched in recent popular culture that that will get abused in that sense. Although that that could be different because that could have a whole new fan base of people that have grown up reading the books who were twenty years younger than the original people who read the books. So yeah. they could they could have read the books and then those new films be the films that they turn to well I think like the what the, the Fantastic Beast ones yeah they're not very good films no. but they are they are churning them out they, they will churn them out because I don't think that was nostalgia I think that was just pure money no, that's, yeah well it is because it's the people who grew up and love the books and love the films are still going to that they're still doing pretty well I don't know if they're like they're nostalgic and they just want more of that. I want more of that Harry Potter. Well, I do. I want more of good fantasy series. When they come to an end, you get sad. You're like, what? What's the next good fantasy series? I'm all about that. What? What is there at the minute? What's a good new fantasy series? Nope. Yep. See, exactly. Not fantastic. No, they just keep churning out like a man and a woman in space or something. It's just the same old crap. <laughs> oh yeah well nostalgia I might finish that sentence I don't know so I was just thinking about Mad Men because that, that obviously like I'm nostalgic for Mad Men which in itself is nostalgic for an era in an industry it is and it isn't though because Mad Men well that's Men, what I mean it's a, it's, there's a blend there Mad, Mad Men is not nostalgic in the sense that it does not make everything rose tinted Mad Men is like, to me, is more of a looking glass into an industry and an era 
but it definitely doesn't make me as a woman want to live in that time. That's understandable. But a lot of people like Mad Men parties and stuff. Oh yeah. Them. But that's doing the same thing. I as went what... to a Mad Men party. Well, there we go. I had a beehive. That, that's what a lonely sa- time. <laughs> I'd like to see that. But that's the same thing as Stranger Things. It's people like wanting to dress in that particular way or be involved with that particular style, though they didn't experience it themselves. I guess so. That again is faux nostalgia or just like ooh, this is cool. Blah blah. It doesn't seem dangerous because you're not yearning for a time that you knew. Unless you think so maybe that's. Ooh, I well, really wish know. I could treat women like that. Well, yeah, that's true. Actually, maybe I'm looking at it from the wrong point of view. Trump was probably like, right, that's it. Get them back as secretaries. Oh, Give them a slap on the ass. Or grab them by the. Um... <laughs> yes, nostalgia. Nostalgia. I'm trying to think of what does it actually mean? Does sexual meaning? I don't know. It's like a. Should I have looked that up? It's like a pain. Don't show me up. Pain of the old or something. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Oh, should I quickly Google it? Please Quick do. Cover. Actual definition of nostalgia. Are you covering? You don't seem to be covering. I think that quote may actually come from Mad Men. Where I... I think they're... they're, A sentimental longing or wistful affection for a period in the past. Something done or presented in order to evoke feelings of nostalgia. From the Greek, nostos, return or home, and algos, pain. Which makes... And then... Add in with two Greeks turned into modern Latin. It's quite a, a family tree to this word. Chuck in some German. I don't know how you say this. Heimweh. Which makes nostalgia. Acute homesickness. Yeah. Um, what may... Oh, that's interesting. Look at this, this graph. You can't see it. It's a podcast. There's a large a, a graph that goes up quite significantly. Which is like mentions of the used word nostalgia. Unfortunately, it doesn't go to close enough now, but it sort of starts growing from the 50s and then peaks at around 2010. But I don't yeah. think it makes it to 2019. On its way back to it. Well, maybe. Who knows? Yep. Well, my knowledge of the word nostalgia actually comes from Mad Men. Because the quote is, nostalgia is delicate but potent. Teddy told me that in Greek nostalgia literally means the pain from an old wound. And then it goes on a bit. It's when they're pitching to Kodiak, I think. Kodiak? Kodiak? <laughs> Kodak. What's Kodiak? Kodiak bear? Is it a type of bear? I'm nostalgic for... I think it might be a type of bear. I'm sure it's a type of bear. It's quite impressive but, um, of you. Well, not really, because I forgot what the name of the company was. Well, no one cares about I'm cameras. nostalgic for Kodiak cameras. <laughs> Well, I think we might leave it there. We've answered no questions. Maybe we've had some food for thought. Yeah, nostalgia, is, it, it's good in little doses, I think. But just let it go. It's, oh, you had to. <laughs> I just It really scares me how much power nostalgia has over all of us at the minute. In, in every walk of life. It doesn't matter how innocent it seems, it's there. Yeah. Be it's intimidating. Look forwards, not back. I'm always looking forwards. When you sit on a train, sit forwards. I agree with that. And we'll leave it with that bit of advice. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon. I've got no idea what we're talking about next time. Well, that's on you. Uh, 
I was looking around for something then, but no, it's not coming. So it'll be a surprise for all of us. Yay! Cheerio!